Are you constantly asking yourself, are my children in the right school setting? Do we as a family love our school option? Leah and I are moms in West Virginia, helping families answer the question, do you love your school? Because we want every family to respond with the resounding yes. Kim and I are here to help families explore the many educational options available in West Virginia and bring hope to families so they feel empowered and encouraged about their education options. Welcome to We Have Hope. Well, welcome back to the We Have Hope podcast. This is Kim. And this is Leah. And we have... No, that's okay. We have Christine on with us. Yes, that was perfect. How do you say your last name? I'm clearly a podcast newbie, but why don't, Kim, I'm going to give it back to you to to finish the opening. (laughs) No, you're totally fine. I was just going to say that this is Christine from uh, PSO or Public School Options. Um, It's an agency that, um, I don't know if agency is the right term, company, um, that is about school choice and different things. And I had a great conversation with her and with her executive director, Kristen, a couple of weeks ago, and definitely wanted to have them on the podcast to share uh, what they do across the United States, as well as what the plan is here in West Virginia. So Christine, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having uh, the time to come onto our podcast. Could you give us just a quick introduction of who you are? Hi, Kim. Yes. Well, we're so excited to be here. Thank you for, you know, the segue. Um, just to give you, you know, a quick top line over, overview. So we are, our full name is called the National Coalition for Public School Options, um, PSO for short. So we are um, a a nonprofit parent volunteer-led, not both national and state school choice advocacy association. Um, It's a lot of words, a lot of of what we do, (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah. just what we do is we work at the national and state level to make sure parents are educated on and um, and, and know uh, what their state laws are as they relate to you know school choice. Um, and, and we really just want to make sure that we have our parents um, in the states when legislatures are in session to make sure that um, bills and policies that support parent choice are advocated for. Um, and so awesome. we... Yeah, we sort of make sure, you know, parent voices are are heard. Um, but yeah, just at, at a top line, if folks want to check us out, um, just our URL, you can find us at www.publicschooloptions.org. Perfect. Yeah. And if you Google it, it comes right up, which is nice. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you just start to write it in. It's like, oh, yeah, there it is. And the website seems pretty user friendly as well. Yes, we just we're so excited. We just revamped it. We brought it up to, you know, modern day, mm-hmm. you know, savvy. And and so we were our board was really excited with how it turned out. We're very excited about that. Well, yeah, something awesome. I think is super neat is that school choice and public school options are not usually synonymous terms. So I was so excited when you said that. I was like, this is really an interesting organization. Um, can you give us a rundown like of what you're doing in the state of West Virginia? Well, sure. Well, let me start nationally. Um, just okay. because yeah. I, and as you know, I, a couple of you, I, I know we talked about this, but yeah, I'm fresh um, back from maternity leave. And as part of me being back um, on the team, West Virginia has, has been added to my plate. So I'm sort of still getting my feet wet in West okay. Virginia. 
Um, but um, so, but I will speak more to what what we do nationally and, and yeah. sort of, you know, maybe help extrapolate to on you, you say, you know, rarely do I see public school options, um, you know, linked to school choice. And I know what you mean to see, you know, to see those two working in conjunction, but what we advocate for is parents' option to choose. We're not necessarily okay. advocating for any one type of school. What, what okay. we want is, you know, unlimited access to schools of choice for parents. Awesome. And, you know, that includes, you know, so the best example I give is there's a parent with three children and, you know, one child, you know, goes to the neighborhood brick and mortar, another you know, is, you know, doing a virtual program, then another is at, you know, a magnet or a, you know, specialized charter school. It really is just student by student, but we just mm-hmm. want parents to be the ones who are, who are um, in charge of that decision. Us too. Yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> exactly how we, how we feel, feel too. <laughs> yeah. That we, we really want to empower parents that they can make this decision. They can make this choice of what's best for their kid, each kid. You know, yes. um, yeah, we talked about that a lot here for sure. I think that's so important. Um, yes. so you mentioned that you're national. How are you? How many states are you in? Is it in all 50 states? So we we started up in um, 2008. Um, probably, I think we could you could probably count the number of state coalitions we had on one of our hands. Um, okay. But since then, um, PSO has stretched into 30, I think 36 states, you oh, know, wow. when we were at yeah. our largest. So, you know, it's a, you know, majority of the country. I think that yeah. includes, no, it doesn't include, I'm sorry, it doesn't include Alaska and Hawaii, but hopefully okay. one day it will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Why do you think that growth has happened in, oh man, I'd have to count how many years that is. I can't do that kind of quick math. How many years? Is it 14 years? years? Is it 14, 12, 14, 14 years? That's- 14. 14, 14. It's 14 years. Woo, someone's <laughs> like, man, these, got it. We got yeah, it. We got there. <laughs> yeah. 14 years. Oh, I graduated college in 2008. So yeah. Ooh, 14 years. I'm right. So, I'm right behind. Okay. So what do you think is the, the reason for that kind of growth to go from just a handful of coalitions to 36 coalitions in 14 years? Like that seems pretty crazy to, to grow that fast. What do you think? Why do you think that is? Sure. Well, so you know, I I don't really come from the policy side, but I think sure. just generally from a from a viewpoint of um, you know charter school growth itself, I believe it was Minnesota that passed the first state charter law, huh. um, and since then, you know, charter schools have um, they've really grown exponentially. Um, I think that there were maybe a handful of state coalitions back then that sort of were ahead of the curve as it was related to school choice legislatively. Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, I, I want to say um, that Ohio may have been one of our early, earlier coalitions. Okay. I do think Pennsylvania may have been. And, and if they weren't one of where we started one of our first coalitions, they probably weren't um, short after. Right. Um, and so, um, and you look at those two states now and their charter laws and they're so diverse and, and, mm-hmm. and they have been, and, you know, and like Arizona, for example, I, you know, has a reputation for being, you know, the gold standard of yeah. parent choice and open enrollment and all these other policies that we support. Um, 
So I think, you know, they just started with a few of these more, um, these states that were just more eager to, to okay. help parents in this way. And then I think just like everything else, like these favorable policies, they're next to another state, they, they catches on, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, it's percolating in state legislatures being discussed and, you know, and so I, that that's in, in so many ways, I think that's probably the, the sort of the evolution of, we, we sort of grew when those charter laws continue to grow and parents continue to recognize the importance of choice. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that totally, uh, that makes sense about like the neighboring states and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. So, yeah. If I'm a parent, um, what kind of resources could I look to the PSO to get? Like if I need something or what would I reach out for? What what could our parents look for from you guys? Sure. Well, so if you go on our website, www.publicschooloptions.org, um, you'll be directed then to a state page and you click down, you know, click West Virginia um, and you would pick it out from there. And then there you'll see, um, you can take a survey, um, just click through that survey and what we'll do, it'll prompt you for some of your, your email address, your, your name. Um, so just so we can get in contact with you that way. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so when I had talked to, uh, the executive director, um, right before I talked to you, um, she, the way that she had kind of described it made it almost sound like, um, we can work in conjunction with one another. So love your school, how I really see our role here in West Virginia is that we are out there raising awareness that, Hey, you do have options. You do, you know, here's hope scholarship or not. Here is what you can do for your, your child. We really want to empower parents. And you guys do a lot of that too, but it's almost like, um, that a lot of times parents will come to you because they already know that they have the options. They're just struggling with, uh, you know, following the rules or, or knowing what the rules are, or mm-hmm. they'll kind of get hung up on different things, or it's almost more of, um, like we work together, but doing similar things, but not doing the exact same work. Would you, um, could you expand a little bit? Like if a parent calls you or they fill out that contact form and, you know, they're like, I'm interested in, in um, policy or I'm interested in, you know, I need help uh, getting my kid to enroll in a school and the my home district's telling me this and I know that's not true. Like, how can you, um, how do you help parents in that, in those kind of scenarios? Yeah, well, it depends also, yeah, on, you know, what you're reaching out to us for. Okay. I think, um, so the question being that sort of um, through reaching out to us, what could they expect back from us with, with yeah. those questions, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it depends again on the question. I think anything related to, you know, anything related to getting in with your state rep or state senator's office, we can help you with. Okay, oh, cool. We help with talking points. We, you know, if you need... Um, if, if you're That's interested, in, yeah, if you're interested in submitting a letter to the editor or an op-ed, um, we can help you draft these things. So okay. we can certainly help on sort of the advocacy side, the legislative advocacy side, um, or in the case I know in some other states, in the case of, you know, you know, parent testimonies, we can just help you, okay. you, know, writ- you know, written parent testimony, we can do things like that, um, but then I think part of the other thing, though, that I, I do want to mention is 
by signing up on our website, my, my hope is that we've continued to build this, this audience of parents who are interested in choice, um, you know, so that when, you know, these legislative fights do happen, it's like, hey, you know, PSO's on the ground, you know, can you, can you help us? We need this many parents at the Capitol, you know, oh, yeah. okay. you know, we'll pay for your hotel room. If you can just stay, you know, overnight, you know, we need to, you know, you know, uh, get this bill passed or block this bill, you know, so it's just sort of, um, we, we really, it, it, it's, it's definitely dependent on what the parents interested in doing, but then generally, it is good just to have regular communication and you could expect that from us if you sign up with us on our website. Yeah. So it sounds like you empower parents as advocates for what they want to see change because a lot of times it's, you know, how am I going to even get down to the Capitol? I, this really matters to me. This is a big mm-hmm. deal to me, but I have all these responsibilities, all these obligations, and I don't even know what I would say when I get there. So right. I can look to you guys for that kind of guidance and that support um, to, to be able to facilitate or try to make an impact, I guess, when those changes are yeah. being made. That's really and, neat. Yeah. And in, in all seriousness, so some of the states I worked in, like I became incredibly close friends with some of these parents um, that I met. And, um, you know, so I really, I really also do like the, the social, the social piece of this. So I, you sure, know, yeah. I think it's, it's good for, you know, it's good. It's a good networking, you know, opportunity. It's good for like-minded parents to get around and, you know, everyone goes, you know, uh, roller skating, whatever, you know, whatever everyone's interested in doing. We put on events and things like that, just so people can, you know, have a good time and bring the kids and so kind of get together and stuff. Yeah, hopefully we could do something like that soon. And and yeah, so please do be sure you be sure you sign up on the website. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So um, something that I think is important is the relational piece of things, because you mentioned the so- social social. Ooh, that word was hard to say. Social aspect of your job is that you get to meet parents and you get to talk to them and all that kind of stuff. But um, so what interests you specifically? Like why what? brought you back from maternity leave for this job and everything, because sometimes you can go to maternity leave and be like, I mean, I liked that job, but I didn't love it. (laughs) And so, you know, you can always figure out alternatives and something else to do. So what brought you back and and what keeps you at, at PSO? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. And, and I'll give like two, I'll give two, I'll give a story. So, you know, yeah. You know, early on, early in your career and you know I was just in the door and you know we're consulting on a bunch of different issues right they're like uh-huh. throwing you into you know different you know industries just to get you involved and um education happened to be one of my big clients um that I still you know am involved with Okay. Um, and I will say that I didn't have any intention of ever really necessarily getting involved you know, with education, but really quickly realize that I am, act, I feel like I'm doing a good thing and I'm actually really making a difference for families and hearing yeah. the stories from families, like, you know, when the relief they would feel when they, you know, moved over to a different school and were able to, you know, you know, in the midst of, you know, severe bullying and other instances that I just yeah. felt like I was doing some good, good work. Um, so that's one answer is that I sort of okay. in some ways just fell into it. 
Um, you know, I was like 22 at the time. I was unmarried, no children then. Um, sure. So Full I Full of can't. ambition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, also I just, I come, I had start came to love the people that I worked with. Okay. Um, you know, and our, our board, you, you know, our parent, um, volunteer board, um, these were people I just grew very close with. And so not only was it, I felt like, you know, good work that was helping people. I also like the people I work with. So that's why. Yeah. That'll do That's it. Important. That'll, that'll, that'll make yeah. or break a job. Oh, it yeah. Really will. Oh, it will. You know, and if you have those two things, then, yeah, you know, I, I feel fortunate. Yeah, you're in the right spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the purpose and the people that you work with is important for sure. Absolutely. Both of it. And that's what we have here um, with the podcast. Like, it's fun. I oh, mean, yeah. There's part of me that I'm like, man, I could stay in my sweats and watch TV all night long. And that sounds mm-hmm. great. And I will do that after this a hundred percent. But, yeah. um, you know, I also enjoy, uh, creating this podcast because I really think that it can help families, um, listen to what they can do and really give parents a voice. Um, and we can help amplify the voice that they have, not just with love your school, but also with PSO that between yeah. the two of us, we can really help to amplify and get them in the door and get them talking to the people that are making the decisions that are affecting their kids yes. every single day and letting them know that they can, they can choose something else or they can improve what they have. Yeah. You know, they can definitely work to improve the current circumstances wherever their child is currently enrolled. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's important. So one thing that, you know, the name of our podcast is we have hope. Um, so what does that phrase slogan, whatever we want to call it motto, what does that mean to you? We have hope. Well, I'm an optimist, so maybe I'm biased. Us too. Yeah. I just (laughs) forever optimist. And I think, um, we have hope when I hear that, I think, frankly, I think of all of the teachers and the parents who went through so much during the pandemic. Mm, yeah. And just seeing and hearing how hard people are working to do the best that they can in these really difficult situations. You know, and then this is, you know, while the pandemic's going on, much less, you know, you know, rising inflation, whatever people are dealing with. Yeah. It's almost just like, you know, if we're able to get through all of that, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we're going to, we're going to be fine when, you know, we get through this tough time, everyone's going to be fine. Everyone's really just going to be able to, um, you know, do better than they ever were. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Especially with all the changes coming, the more, the more options, the more parents that even know what options there are right now. Like even if we take out the new stuff, you know, just letting them know that there are new options, letting them know that, Hey, you can amplify their voices by getting them to the Capitol and things like that. That's a, that's a big deal. I'm sure there's lots of parents that have very strong feelings about, you know, their, their children's education. And they wish that there was a way to express that. Um, but they feel like maybe they don't know how to write an op-ed 
you know, even for me and Kim, you know, we have some experience in that arena and it's, it's still hard for us, yeah. let alone just, you know, regular moms sitting at home. Like I have all these feelings and I don't know how to express them. So I hope if anybody's mm. listening today that they have those feelings and they, they want to express them and they're just not comfortable enough that they reach out to you, Christine, and they just say, Hey, how do I do this? I'm willing to go to the Capitol. I'm willing to ride you know, just hold my hand a little bit and help me get there. Um, that's phenomenal. It's the first kind, you know, first kind of thing like that I've ever heard of. So especially for a a worthy cause, a very worthy cause. Yes. Yes. And we're so grateful, you know, that parent, that the parents are out there and they're willing to, you know, come forward and Mm -hmm. just, they just, they should feel good knowing they're helping so many other parents. Yeah. Now, can I ask uh, one, one last question that I was thinking of like getting in the door at the Capitol, which is good, but what about if, have you ever worked with parents who just need help? Like, how do I talk to my kid's principal or superintendent or school board about concerns that I have? Or like, hey, I'd love to like help improve this program or something like that. Um, Do you ever have those kind of conversations with parents? Sure. Yeah. I mean, first thing that came to mind was, you know, if there's a parent who's like sort of intimidated. Yeah. Sometimes parents are. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, and it is intimidating, you know, there as much as, you know, it is just you telling your story. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. you feel obligated to, you know, you don't want to pester them. You don't want to tell them how to do their job. Like it feels tough. Yeah. But really they just want to hear your story. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, please they come to us. We can help you there. Like we have a um, a great media kit that's available on our website. If you go to resources, I believe is the tab. It'll direct you um, to that. It's sort of a guide. You know, it's a it's a guide on sort of advocate. It's our. I think we actually do call it the advocacy one hundred and one toolkit. Oh, cool! So it, yeah. it gives you some basics there. Um, and and so that that also please please do use that as a resource. Um, that gives me just sort of the overview. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I definitely think that it's important to amplify voices at, you know, the, the bigger level, we use the term like upstream kind of level that, you know, the, well, the ones who make the big decisions, but I also think it's okay for parents and grandparents and, um, other guardians and stuff like that to go to the school and say, Hey, I'd love to partner with you, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, how can I best help serve my student? How can I best help serve you? Is there, could I come in and volunteer and be a homeroom parent or something like that? I think sometimes parents think that, um, it's, you know, this is just the way that it is and there's nothing I can do. And there's always something that we can do. Yeah. There's oh, always something. Absolutely. All right. So if somebody had a question, like they're listening to this and they're like, yeah, I can go advocate for my kid or I can go do this. And, and, you know, I want more information from, from PSO. Um, can you remind us of that website again? And then exactly how they would put their information in? Like, are you asking for like their social security number or like, Oh, do we need oh, all no. their details. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, what, what, what kind of information so. are you asking for? Um, and then do they get a phone call from a real person? You know, cause that's important here in West Virginia too. Oh yeah. Right. The best way to get in contact with us would be to visit www.publicschooloptions.org backslash take action. Um, Once you go on the take action page, you'll begin by entering your email address followed by 
um, your name, your email, your cell phone number, and your home address. But just please do keep in mind that the home address um, is used purely for mapping out who your state representative and state senator are. Um, that's the only um, that's the only use for that uh, entry. Okay. Yeah, that's really neat and very helpful. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that kind of um, whenever you go to contact them then that kind of takes out some of the guesswork of like having to say it over the phone because you kind of already have all that information. Now, how quickly, if somebody does that take action, does it take to, for them to hear a response? Is it like an automatic email that comes out and then like a, a person calls them or? Um... So what would happen is um, you would get an automatic email. Okay. Um, just confirming that you you know, submitted your, yeah. Like your, a thank you for doing this. Someone, yes. will be, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it's, sense. Yep. And then, um, you know, on the other end, it really just does depend on, um, when, when I, first of all, if you want me to reach out, if a parent, okay. like if you, if you want to give me a call, just make note of that in the box and I I'll give you a ring. Awesome. Um, real, truly just make sure you make a note. I think there's an option just to add some. Yeah. Comments. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Christine, we really appreciate you taking the time. This is, we typically record at like five o'clock in the, in the afternoon, early evening. I don't know <laughs> if the sun, the sun's still out. So I consider it still after late afternoon yeah. and everything like that. So we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on here and to share about PSO and how PSO and love your school can really work together. Um, in West Virginia, helping families, helping empower them, all that kind of stuff. I think what you guys do is really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's really kind of neat. And y'all are in 30, 30 some states. And that's that's wonderful with the goal of being awesome. in, in, in all 50. So, um, you know, it's not just uh, a West Virginia thing. This is across the United States. And I think that's really kind of cool to to see how it's all connected. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the We Have Hope podcast. Yeah, you can find us at Facebook of Love Your School WV or Instagram, Love Your School WV. You can message us anytime or you can check out our website, loveyourschool.org.